Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Utterly Unviable, the podcast in which I, Sam Worth, attempt to rescue my generation from the dastardly clutches of the creative arts. I don't think I've ever used the word dastardly before at all, but I'm glad that I've brought it back today of all days. I'm feeling quite good this week. Um, I've had some good news about a show I'm working on. I am back in Oxford which is quite exciting. It's nice to know that the world still exists. Um, I'm back to do my finals. The finals bit of that is less exciting than the back in Oxford bit, but I'm quite enjoying that sort of bumping into people you know on the street thing and um, smiling at people just too late as you recognise them through their masks. It's really hard. I should have been paying attention to people's corneas in a bigger way than I have been, but um, yeah, I do. I do. I do manage to consistently forget who people are uh, when I can't see their mouths. I don't know what that says about me. Uh, Anyway, this week I've got a fab episode lined up. It's a chat with the wonderful Alison Hall, who is a theatre maker, writer, performer, comedian, um, and much, much more. I really enjoyed my chat with her, and I hope that you do too. That's pretty much everything from me. As always, a reminder to rate and review if you can it really helps us out and also to go and listen to our other wonderful episodes in our back catalogue there are now four episodes each of which is wonderful in an entirely different way and um yeah without further ado i'm going to get on to alison's episode which is coming up right after the jingle supporting people to be in viable jobs which provide genuine security i'm an actor I work in textiles. No, no, that's not viable. I have three tones. No, 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 that's not viable. Fuck you. Viable job, which provides genuine security. No, no, that's not viable. What about painting? Painting. Painting. No, no, that's not viable. Podcasting. Utterly unviable. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Utterly Unviable. This week, I am joined by an alarmingly talented writer, performer and theatre director. She is a student of both language and literature, a soon-to-be broadcaster, a seriously funny sketch comedian and a barely functioning woman in her 20s. It's Alison Hall. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, of course, I'm so delighted you could join us. Thank you. I'm not sure whether or not I should I should be flattered by that introduction, but it's, it's accurate, so... <laughs> I can't exactly complain, can I? I like to tread the line between compliments and insults. I think that's important, especially in an intro. Yeah, I I, Mm. I mean, I I only heard facts, really. So (laughs) (laughs) I think you're all right there. Um, So, Alison, you are a um, theatre maker. We met through theatre at Oxford, obviously. Um, But uh, tell me a bit about what you're up to in your own words like what is it all about you're kind of a writer and a performer you've got a lot going on Alison yeah yeah I I do actually and I suppose as as we're about to find out that's not exactly going to do huge favors for me as I sort of enter the hell that is the graduate job market um Mm. (laughs) well so um I think it's it's just it's it's all sort of focused around uh writing and performing and occasionally directing comedy mostly because um it sort of makes up for what I lack in good looks and intellect 
Um, yeah, so I've I've written a few comedy like full length plays. I'm a member of the Oxford Review, which is kind of like the Cambridge Footlights, except fewer people have heard of them. It's a <laughs> it, it's a sketch and stand up comedy group. Um, I've been a member for the last couple of years, and we have we've actually had most of our sort of planned performances cancelled because of the obvious, um, which has not been fun, mm. and you, you don't really get a chance to do much live comedy in 2021, really, do you? Uh, well, hopefully that hopefully that'll change soon. So things, uh, yeah, I've not really been the most sort of active writer performer director in the past year really but you know maybe maybe that maybe that'll change soon <laughs> touch wood we hope we hope um okay so uh obviously what we're here to do is to try and um you're right in many ways it is about change this podcast um it's about changing your life and it's about burning all your dreams really and replacing them with new dreams that the government like if that kind of does that are you yeah. on board yeah yeah sounds great right up my street fantastic well what we're going to do is we're going to take this quiz which has been made by the civil service but before we get on to that i must first ask you what is the least viable thing you've done this week well admittedly i really haven't done that much this week other than sort of binge watching all the old series of RuPaul's Drag Race all the way from like from like 2009 or something when it was terrible and I've just sort of been blitzing through an entire series in a day and I I think the worst part of it is I find myself watching it mm. and I and I, I sort of think maybe I would do quite well on Drag Race mm -hmm. I so I can't sing I can't dance I can't sew my makeup skills are fine and I can barely walk in heels. I, I feel I'd be kind of okay at like sort of the writing comedy things. But I'd, I, I, think I, I think I would do quite well on Drag Race. And it, it's, it's gone really bad. So the, the other day I had a dream where I was a judge on Drag Race and I actually, I actually woke myself up by saying in my sleep, well, I thought, I thought the neckline was hideous. So, to, yeah, to answer your question, that's how bad it's gotten. Wow, that's pretty intense, yeah. Mm. To be to be fantasising about Drag Race, being a judge. I To be fair, I'd love to be a judge on Drag Race. I think it would be a lot more fun than being a participant in Drag Race. I'd be a fantastic judge, yeah. It was a, mm. Yeah, it was a great dream. <laughs> um, I don't know what the worst thing I've done this week is, but... Oh, Probably I've started shopping again, which is always dangerous. Oh, that is very um, dangerous. Especially because my shopping sort of a bit, sort of doesn't really make sense. Like I'll have a very strong urge to shop, but instead of looking for things that are actually nice, uh, I will become fixated on one largely extremely dated piece of clothing. So this week it's been leg warmers and um, elbow gloves. Oh my, but yeah, that that's that's quite something. Yeah, I I I I do completely get what you mean. I mean, since sort of the pandemic sort of kicked off, I have just sort of been <laughs> filling the various holes in my heart with sort of like disgusting secondhand 
clothes it's 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 it's, it's become quite a problem really um but yeah, I, I always say like nothing, nothing's quite like the heartbreak of getting sort of really attached to something you find on like Depop or eBay mm. or something like that. And then the second you're ready to buy it, you see someone else has sort of swooped in and gone for it. And oh, it's there's there's yeah. nothing quite like that feeling. It's worse than a breakup, I think. Oh, for sure. It's just, yeah, it's. Oh, breakup's fine. Yeah, it's. There are loads of those. Absolutely fine. But. Well, yeah, when you become like attached to like this one specific item mm. that you're never going to see again because it was discontinued in 1993, <laughs> it's, there's there's just nothing like that. Um. Okay. Shall we get on to the quiz, Alison? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Fantastic. Okay. Here we go. It's time to take. It's time to take. It's time to take. It's time to take. The National Service Code Presenters Code National Skills Performance Award Test. Okay, so my first question to you, Alison, is I like to focus on details. You've put disagree. And um, I'm quite into this details question. I don't really know what it means. Does it mean like Agatha Christie? Does it mean like, have you ever, have you ever guessed the end of an Agatha Christie? Is that what it means? Is that what details are? Um... I don't I I don't know really. Um I think I think I said disagree to that basically just because if there's something if I have to do something that I don't want to do I such as my dissertation for example sure. I will focus on getting it done rather than making it good really. Mm. I mean so I I I did all the sort of proofreading or something but it was causing me so much pain I just had to sort of send it off into the void of web learn as soon as I possibly could mm. so yeah I just get out of the way who who cares what anyone says about it it's like I don't even study a real subject so it'll be all right yes um, you do English right I do English yeah and web learn just to fill, fill people in web learn is like the submission system yeah and it's about 500 years old so mm. yeah lots of fun but, but yeah yeah so i i think my my approach to details it's it is just a matter of getting something done making sure that sort of making sure that i accomplish something sort of in the grand scheme of things and then waiting on sort of actual competent people to sort of point out the gaping flaws in sure. what i've accomplished yeah. and then i just lose my i just lose over that so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess yeah i'm not a good proofreader really i quite like proofreading other people's work i don't know why that is but i really like i quite like being the red pen do you know what i mean yeah i get i get what you mean but i just i always feel so underqualified to do things like that because i have a grand total of about six brain cells that are still functioning so yeah my my imposter syndrome only gets worse if I proofread something that someone's written and then the self-doubt kicks in and yeah I, I I've just spent too much time in at university just meeting people who only come across as clever because they're loud and use big words and that like that intimidates me into thinking that they're the cleverest people around when they're, they're they're really not it's all just noise and this sort of translates into things they write as well and it makes me sort of question everything but 
yeah I, you just have to remind yourself that they are just loud and posh really so okay so what is a two a two is like a gladiatorial gladiatorial battle between good and evil in my case with some of my two partners but just between two people and um a tutor who's like the world leading expert on whatever segment of some chaucer book that you've read that week and then you have to sort of battle it out between each other to try and say something valid and you're totally right it's just about how loud you talk yeah they're just loud they don't say like or mm, every other every two seconds like like me (laughs) and and yeah it's it's it is just completely soul destroying sometimes but Mm. yeah you just have to remind yourself they're just loud it's it's just noise it's hot air yeah i Mm. tend to get really quiet in response yeah i kind of i just sort of gradually turn in on myself like a sort of sea cucumber well i don't know where that came from i don't actually know what a sea cucumber is i think maybe i saw a david attenborough but um but something like that right yeah that's just kind of a key aspect of being a theater person in oxford Mm. i think i i don't have time for academia i'm i'm too i'm I'm too cool for that (laughs) Um, i have i have my future to think of here well you have got a future but the good news is um we're currently destroying that one and building a new one perfect um which brings me back to the quiz in a seamless almost one might say radio four kind of a segue oh brilliant um the next question i've got for you is i enjoy getting involved in practical tasks and you have put it depends yeah it depends um i mean it's maybe worth asking like what is a practical task and like does it have to involve papier mache that's what i want to ask rishi like (laughs) it's 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 a terrible quiz (laughs) sorry Alison, you can't say that. This quiz is trying to save your life. Okay. Sorry, Daddy Rishi. Um Yeah, I I don't know. I, yeah, I think that my response to that question is sort of very informed by my experience in student theatre. Um mm. yeah, I, 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 I that's just been sort of a very enjoyable component of my degree. And I like doing that. But obviously the whole point of me doing this quiz is knowing that I can't possibly continue doing that so I think that question it's sort of gesturing towards I don't know sort of like a career as a secondary school art teacher or sure yeah yeah some, something that's papier-mâché and like that always freaked me out when I was younger because I had a really intense fear of like PVA glue and yeah it really stressed me out so I yeah I don't want to go anywhere near any of that and also I'm just still quite scarred from secondary school science lessons so if if, if it's that kind of practical task just not going there absolutely not never again I mean if you think about it papier mache is absolutely revolting well yeah it was like kind of bandages was it bandages, it was newspaper. bandages or newspaper, it was newspaper dipped in glue and then what? We used to like sort of put it around a balloon and then we pop the balloon so we had a kind oh, of a bowl yeah. shape. Yeah. And then and then we yeah. paint that. But yeah, yeah, I I always found it horrible. So 
and it always looks rubbish. Yeah. Well, the, and it would like you'd paint it and it would kind of look all right for about 10 minutes. And then gradually the paper would sort of start flicking up yeah. from its. It would sort of go crusty mm. and the paint would flake off and it would sort of end up looking, tr- I mean, truly revolting. It, yeah, it, it just disintegrates and gets disgusting. Like, no, I'm I'm not I'm just not going there again. Absolutely not. Sorry, Rishi. Mm. I know. And it was the height of creativity, wasn't it, at the age of seven? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I was I was quite good at those sort of like arty creative sessions at the at the at the age of seven. And mm. that sort of, that sort of meant that I that I was encouraged to do more of it, even though I, I, I just had this really intense hatred of PVA glue. So <laughs> I really didn't like it. It was so upsetting to me. You were caught in a spiral. Yeah. Simultaneously, your school talent, and yet also you hated it. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, mm, so one distressing. is struck by the image of a tortured artist, <laughs> a sort of a sort of Van Gogh of um, of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You could say that. I, I was I was a bit of a child prodigy. <laughs> yeah, and and that wouldn't be an overstatement at all. I think that would be. Um, I, I think that's really just an accurate appraisal of the facts. Mm. yeah absolutely (laughs) um okay all right another question for you then Alison brilliant because we've got to get on we've got things to achieve Mm. people are waiting for your answers Mm. I enjoy coming up with new ways of doing things and you have put agree any good at this any good at the new way things yeah I I I think so really just because a lot of things a lot of well a lot of the sort of student theatre things I've done over the past however many months have all been like completely online and that's obviously been annoying and so I've sort of yeah yeah I I think that this year has this past year it's made me flexible more than anything I mean not sort of like physically but but sort of in in I have been practicing loads. <laughs> I could almost do a handstand. No, um, I <laughs> just in terms of like sort of adapting events for the plague year. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. That's a lot of confidence. I'm going to put it to the test. Um, oh god! And I'm going to ask you some follow-ups. Yeah, of I would course. like you to devise. I would like us to devise between the two of us mm. a new way. I've got a few of these. A new way of eating a Jaffa cake. And I know, and obviously there is the straightforward bite through. Do you know what I mean? There's a straightforward, like, consume like a normal biscuit. And then there's the, like, psycho put them in a penitentiary way where you, like, pick off the chocolate and then you eat the jelly on its own. Oh, that's deranged. And then you eat the sponge. Um, But what I'm trying to get at is a new, a whole new world. A whole, I want a whole new world from you, Alison. Mm. Okay. I mean, have you considered sort of bringing cutlery into the mix? Great. Yeah. What kind of cutlery? Well, you could go with like sort of the stand, standard knife and fork. Maybe chopsticks mm-hmm. if you're feeling very sort of out there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I. I How think... would you? What would you do? Eat with a. But I, okay, so I feel like the knife and fork would have to be very little. 
Like I want it to be like a tiny little knife and fork, like the kind of mm. thing that I imagine the queen has when yeah. she eats. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm sort of visualizing like sort of quite a big ornate steak knife, <laughs> just this just, just sort of pro- oh. pro- properly cut through the jaffa cake. I, I I feel like that. I feel like that would be the most effective instrument. Okay, so not small at all. No, just an enormous steak knife. Yeah, you, you have you have to make a statement. <laughs> if, if you're coming up with if you're coming up with, with like a bold new way of eating a jaffa cake, you have to like you have to properly commit. You have to you have to give it your all. So yeah, like a kind of big cleaver. Yeah, and and what and then like a little fork or a big fork. Where where does the fork fit in? I think like. Hmm. Maybe not a fork, maybe like a poker or something to sort of match, <laughs> to sort of match the vibe. <laughs> to, to match the and then vibe just, the just a cast iron poker from a fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I did ask you to come up with a new way of eating a Jaffa cake and you have undoubtedly done that. Well, yeah. Even I, if you are I, going to contract tetanus. <laughs> I said so myself. I, li- I like to come up with new solutions to things or new ways to adapt things so yeah i'm i'm nothing if not flexible um okay a new way of exercising i'm thinking like now is the moment that we develop an exercise brand for lockdown how are we going to convince people to do the exercise could there be some sort of bribery involved what do you think oh god um this is where the money is. Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is is sort of like a greyhound track. But but sort of the component of they have like a piece of meat that they hang over and then the greyhounds like chase after it. If we have like something like that, but like I, I don't know what humans would go for really. Um, what do what do humans want? Money, fame. That's just the Olympics. Yeah, maybe. Um what about what about we keep the greyhounds and they have to run away from the greyhounds? Maybe, yeah. Or like, I don't know. There's some way we could make it all about like humans running away from like capitalism or something. That how okay great. Yeah, I how I, I don't gonna... know how you'd sort of have the manifestation of capitalism. Like I don't know, you sort of like get a hungry Elon Musk and. <laughs> sort of cage him up for like three days <laughs> you know what i think people would run yeah a sort of evangelical dangerous and starving elon musk oh my god yeah that's terrifying it's okay he'll like he'll he'll take us to mars so it's okay we need we need to embrace him <laughs> okay. oh god <laughs> i hope i don't get sued for this <laughs> I don't want to get sued by SpaceX. Yes, it's worth saying that we do not fully condone the... Um, I like fully condone. That's really a half-hearted apology, isn't it? Yeah. We do not condone the um, arrest and imprisonment of tech billionaires in order to encourage people to run away from them. Uh, but we're not entirely against it either. Yeah, we're open to the possibility. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. Um, oh dear. Okay, well, I feel like we've come up with some good, um, some good innovations. Mm. Um, I guess we should probably fast forward the rest of the questions and get on to narrowing it down, Alison. Oh God. Okay. Are you ready? 
I'm yeah, I'm I'm tingling. Well, I I mean you didn't have to share that much, answer, <laughs> but I can't I can't wait to hear what Rishi has in store for me. Okay, so after 40 questions, Alison Hall, you've got three industries to choose between. Oh no. Hospitality and food, retail and sales, oh, or environment and land. Oh god. Um Well, so, well so I've, I'm still sort of like mildly scarred from a retail job from when I was 16, so like I I don't know if I can like possibly countenance returning there um god um i'm gonna i'm gonna go for hospitality i guess yeah yeah just just because like i i don't think i should be the right person to make big decisions about like the earth sure yeah Yeah. okay oh my god scarred by retail um afraid of the environment so into hospitality we go. Yep, there we go. Seems like a sort of healthy balance. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Okay, there are three follow-up questions in hospitality and food. These okay. are yes and no questions. So it's really hop- hop- hopping. It's really hopping up now. <laughs> oh boy. It's really hotting up now. The first question <laughs> is, are you comfortable working in a team with other people? Um, yes, sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, it would be tricky to be a theatre director and not like other people, don't you think? You'd be surprised. Sure, sure. (laughs) Are you able to control your emotions, even in difficult situations? (laughs) No. (laughs) Let's be honest here. Absolutely not. I am a full-grown woman. I'm I'm a woman in my 20s. Mm. And if someone even slightly raises their voice at me, I mm. will just... It'll set me off. I'll just be crying my eyes out. I just... Ugh. So, <laughs> maybe not that. This, this is why I'm not cut out to be, like, a lawyer, because I can't get into an argument without, like, making it all really personal. Yeah, 100%. I completely relate to that. I have yet to have anyone on this podcast... Who has said yes to that <laughs> question? Like oh, no good. one. I, d- I feel like I'm not alone. Uh, last question, Alison. Are you comfortable talking through things with other people so that they understand? Um. Yes. Yeah. Well, Alison, are you ready to hear what your job is? Yeah. Go. Go on. Just r- rip the plaster off. After forty-three questions, Alison Hall. I can reveal that the job the government has selected for you on this day is a fishmonger? <laughs> oh my god. A fishmonger. Oh my wow. I I, I everything everything makes sense now. <laughs> I I've just I've just felt this sort of like wave of emotion rush over me. I, I like I, I know my calling now. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it all makes sense. How do you feel about fish? Um fine. Yeah. Great. I I I I can hack fish. I I don't really know a, a great deal about them, but so pre- presumably I can well like no, I can 
I know where to sort of find my footing in the world of fishmonging. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I, well, yeah, but I think you'd be great. I actually can't wait to see you. Yeah, I th- in I think your I, new role. I think I'd rock like the apron and the little hat. Uh, yeah, that, that sure. thing. I can't do a job unless it comes with a little hat. Oh, you know what? And you know what? Rishi's really got it bang on there, hasn't he? Yeah. It's the little hat yeah. jobs that you were really after. Oh God, I'm 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 relieved. And now you've yeah. got one. Yeah. God. It. Wow. Well, I yeah I I can't I, I know I, I never thought I'd have sort of like a straightforward path. Well, to my, to my dream job and and getting a little hat. But now, like, I just need to sort of become seasoned in the art of fish, what, fishmonging? I don't, I don't know. I think um, fishmonging <laughs> is great. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just have kind of a path cut out for me now. And that's fantastic. So, God, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the light. It's fantastic. I mean, you thought you were going to have to wear a little beret and be one of those sort of wanky creatives, but no. Absolutely not. I'm Yours going is going a, to be... A different hat. <laughs> a much better hat. <laughs> a different, better hat. Well, Alison, I'm so I'm so grateful that I could help you today. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, well, th- thank you for sort of, like, leading me to this discovery. I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough. Of course. Well, um, before I let you go, Alison, is there anything that you would like to flag up for the listeners? Um, you've obviously got lots of shows coming up. What? Um, obviously, before you turn in the beret and start applying for fishmongering, is there anything you'd like to let us know about? Uh, well, there's sort of, sort of got various little buns in the oven or fish in the oven. Um, uh, not in the sense of sort of unborn children. I mean, sort of, well, well, shows they're, they're they're the same thing pretty much. Um, <laughs> well, sort of like all being well, every everyone touch wood at the moment. There are sort of certain festivals in sort of Scotland that will really hopefully go ahead mm-hmm. this summer. Who knows? But let 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 yeah, we all need to manifest. So we've got some sort of exciting projects planned mm-hmm. for that with both with the review and with a play you might have heard of called v card which yeah so someone told me it it became a, a sort of a legend in oxford drama as the play that which nobody could ever put it on it's yeah it's 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 cursed but hopefully at some point in the summer there'll be sort of an in-person version um we're hopefully going to start doing shows with the oxford review again so if you're in oxford over the summer uh keep an eye out for our show at the old fire station um yeah both very exciting both very very hopeful that both will go ahead but oh who knows <laughs> yeah um well uh fantastic keep an eye out for pendulum productions which is allison's production company and also um the oxford review um who are both doing extremely wonderful and very funny shows this summer, hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers Um, crossed. Alison, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That's great. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, This has been another episode of Utterly Unviable. Uh, I'm Sam Wolf. I've been your host, and I was joined this week by the theatre director and writer, Alison Hall. This episode was produced by Larry Spear and Natasha Mallett. Graphics were by Phil Olney. Um, And I really hope you're all super well. Don't forget to rate and review, and yeah, see you next week. All right, bye-bye.